everybody, and welcome to episode 29 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton, and who is with me tonight? Uh, Detective Stephen J.D. Bounty Hunter Stuart Hughes. That was good, guys. I couldn't think of anything <laughs> to say. Uh, snappy, so I was like, I got nothing. All right. I was tempted to come in with um, Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be a lot of that in this episode, I'm sure. And Stefan, would you like to introduce the weirdness that you picked out for us this week? Yeah, we're playing Snatcher on Sega CD, a really weird game made by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> a year after the first Metal Gear. God, is that yes. early? Yeah. I, well, the original version, yeah, it came out on PC Engine, which I didn't, I, I never knew that. I've never played this game before until the show. Supposedly <laughs> yeah, it's on PlayStation and Sega Saturn. It was the second game he made. Which is really funny to me because it just feels like the most Kojima game ever. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, know, he hasn't. Like at no point has his influence been at all dispersed in his games. It's just it's, it's still going strong. Oh, and before we go too far, two things I want to state: one, there will be obviously spoilers for a game from 1988. So, oh my God, you're going to get spoiled something 30 over 30 years ago. <laughs> Second, almost. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 31. I was born in 87, so I knew it was right around there. So almost 30 years. It's close. Something like that. 31. Or I just can't do math. No, it's over 30 years. I just can't do math all of a sudden. I'm tired. It'll be 31 in November. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll be 32 in November. So, you know. Uh, Uh, It's only 30, we should say, if you were born in Japan. (laughs) Yes, because it didn't come out in America until 95, I I want to say. But it got a super late port because it came out originally on the, the PC 8801. Um, and the MS and the and, and then the MSX two, which which is the stuff that we never got here. They're the Japanese computers, right? I want to say. Um, did we got the MSX. I don't think we didn't get the. Oh, we did. I thought they were big in Japan, like Tom Waits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell that joke again. I think that, I think we got a MSX in America at some point, didn't we? Or we got like a know. similar. We got like a. Spectra video or something. That if was only we had the ability to look this up. I'm looking it up. I think ColecoVision okay. was similar too. Okay. Oh, and so there will be spoilers for this game. This is a very story-driven game, but chances are you're if you haven't played it by now, and, and even if you hear us talk about it, you can still experience it because it's it's an experience. <laughs> Second oh, thing yeah. is we did pick this game. This game was originally picked to be on the show. God, I should have um, a long time ago, back when we recorded episode 12 of our show when we did put this on. So back in early April, we picked this game to be on the show. It was not, a, you know, it was just, you know, we did not in the last three weeks ago, we officially announced it on Facebook that we were playing it. So we didn't we didn't put this on because of what had happened recently with uh, Rucker Hauer passing oh, yeah. like, in the last mm-hmm. couple of days. It was weird timing. We didn't kill Rucker Hauer. <laughs> I just want to point that out. We did not kill him. It's it was just, just yeah, we so had to, happened that we decided to play Snatcher the same the same week that Rucker Hauer passed away. This game is a set, this game is based on Blade Runner. I mean not based on Blade Runner. What the hell it's inspired by Blade Runner and other cyberpunk works that were around at the time, such as Terminator, Akira. Mm-hmm. And you can really feel, especially Blade Runner, you can really feel that whole mood from Blade Runner in, in this episode, in this game. Right. And, and Blade Runner came out, or the timeline for Blade Runner took place in 2019. So It was super bizarre because while playing the game, I was like, oh, that character looks like Rucker Hauer from Blade Runner. And oh, then yeah. I turn on the news and Rucker Hauer is like, Marker Howard just passed away. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and I, I'm afraid to make any comparison to real life actors now. <laughs> and Ray Runner came on 82, so enough time for them to really be inspired when they made this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah, just wanted to of... get that out there in case people thought we were trying to. We were not. <laughs> yeah. Not trying to bite off the 
sympathy here. We did with Aladdin. We did publish Aladdin to try to go along with the movie. And if you haven't listened to Aladdin, you should just because. Yeah. <laughs> but we did not well, do it. Shouldn't. This week. It's depending. <laughs> you shouldn't play the game. I like how we were like, let's do Aladdin because the movie just came out, and then everybody fucking hated the movie, and we're like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. Just we're not. In case. <laughs> not after. No, we're done with that. Crap. <laughs> <But> <laughs> all right, this week we're talking about Snatcher. Oh, we all played this on Sega CD. Disclaimer: We all played on emulators because we all played a gonna... Sega CD version of the game because it yeah. never got a re it never got a like a uh, re-release. It's, it's getting re-released here soon. Is it on really? The, yes, sort of. Depends how well how good your Japanese. <laughs> okay. <is. laughs> yes, it's being sort of. Released on the got Turbo Graphics Mini that Konami is releasing. It's going to be on there, but the Japanese version is going to be on there. Which this game is oh, completely. Fine. A visual novel text adventure type game. You could not play this if you can't read. Japanese. Yeah, right. That's super weird. Yeah, because the the Japanese version of the of the, the that that, of that mini console is the same as the American. They put the same games on. Some are in English. Some are in Japanese. Like who gives a shit? And just throw them on there. Well, so I know people have been asking <laughs> for a re-release of Snatcher for a long time. So I was yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's. A, if they, I mean, they've been asking for it, and the English version of it exists. I wonder if somebody just like lost, like lost all the files for it. They just they don't want to remake it, so they're just like, eh, we'll just put out the Japanese game. I think part of it is Konami. Like Konami is starting to release a bunch of their old as of this recording, which is 2019. Um, Konami is starting to release more like the Contra Castlevania stuff, but I honestly can't see this really coming out. Partly because every their whole attitude with Kojima and just. <laughs> how this game is, even though it yes. should be. Like how Konami's starting to do... Re another another title for that headline is Konami's starting to do re-releases because they've lost all their talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. A lot of people left Konami, even the dude who was uh, making all the Castlevania games. What's oh, yes. his name? Uh, e Igor. Oh, God. What? Igor. Why Igor from Frankenstein. <laughs> That's not it. Oh, Iga. I want to say it's Iga. He made Bloodstain just now. Yeah, people yeah. always talk about Kojima leaving Konami, but they have lost a lost lot, lot of talent. Like, people do mm -hmm. not want to work for Konami well, anymore. They don't even make games anymore. They make pachinko machines from the sound of it. Oh, yeah. so. There's I always money in the pachinko machine. I love Konami's franchises, like Castlevania, Metal Gear, all that stuff. I love all those franchises. And, well, well like, they, like for all the re releases, they'll get their shit together and be like, oh, yeah, people want video games. Yeah, I think they're yeah. starting to kind of understand that. Just release their old shit. They don't even need to make... I do want a new Castlevania, but I'll be happy with that. Just, you know, like, well, I want I a new 2D I think the style. only way you're going to get a new Castlevania or a new anything from Konami is if Pachinko is suddenly outlawed in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> the only way that's going to happen. Very common. That, that's a very accurate statement, I think. They're just making too much money from Pachinko. They do not care about anything else. <laughs> and I think... So, I think we should dive into the game now. Yeah. Uh, one thing about this game yeah. is... It, very much a I can't even speak anymore. You, you combine it found like you combined Kojima. a Konami and Kojima and somehow got a different word. I don't it's know how. A, that's my yeah, that's my Japanese name, it's Konima. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh first I should Konima. ask anybody have any memories of this game before we before Stefan picked it for the show? No. Anyone ever play it? I had never even heard of it. I heard of it because I've tried to track down some of his old games, but I've never, I've never played it, but I've always had it, had wanted to, but I never had a Sega Saturn. So I never, I and never had a Sega CD. Oh, and I, if I think I was like vaguely aware of it on 
the occasion that I looked up Kojima to see if he ever made any other games besides Metal Gear. And I was probably like, oh, yeah, he did. He made that game. <laughs> and that, that was my only experience with it. And if you try, like, one of the reasons why we emulate this game, if you want to buy a copy on eBay, it's 400 to $600 for a copy. Even a loose copy is around that price. That that's, that's only if you don't want to get a repro. You can get a repro for probably, if, like, If you're going to get a bucks. repro, you might as well just do what we did. Pretty at least much. nobody, be- no, at least nobody benefited other than we get to talk about a game from '88. I mean, no one else benefited, you know. <laughs> it's just such a yeah. It, I would say like I used to be super against the entire idea of emulators and everything, but for something like this, where it's just so difficult to get your hands on, you kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't mind emulation. It's, to me, it's a very gray area, but it depends on what you're using it for. Like, I I don't mind emulating something that came out. 20 years ago, especially in a case where it's not available in any shape or form. I'm against people who are pirating something that came out like a week ago, a year ago, something that you can oh, yeah. easily go purchase like for five bucks, go purchase for five bucks. Yeah. But in a case where I'm not going to go pay somebody on eBay $400 for something that nobody's benefiting, but the guy on eBay who somehow had a copy, like that, right. that's a whole different thing. Especially if there's like a company that's been out of business for so many years, it's like, mm-hmm. who yeah. cares? So I it's, say it's, 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 yeah, it's on companies or it's like, you make something easy to purchase, people will purchase it. That's been proven time and time again. Yeah. You make something I mean, like, easy to buy, people will buy it. Like when the virtual right. console first came out on Wii, I bought a bunch of old titles, didn't didn't play most of them, but I bought a bunch, even though I had emulation, and then I and my Wii got taken away when my when my girlfriend at the time left me and I rebought them again. Still didn't play them, but people will buy stuff that is available. Even though I had emulation, I even had the SNES cartridges of some of these games, but I still went and mm-hmm. bought it again just because I could. And- and I think the biggest argument right now for emulation is also that it, it we're the only ones that are going to preserve video game history because other companies don't care. A lot of them get rid of their old stuff, and yeah. once it's gone, it's gone. And yeah, I imagine all the old like all the old copies of this game from '98 or '88, even like I wonder how many of them are even floating around at this point. Probably not very mm-hmm. many PC Engine stuff. Probably I like I didn't one look. in a museum in in New York somewhere, and one in Japan. Longs in a museum. <laughs> there's a well, there's that Nintendo museum in I think it's on Times Square actually. The one that has the just, Game Boy. Uh, I think they have a lot of Game Boys. It's a Nintendo museum. Well, sorry, the Game Boy that got blown up but still runs. That that's the oh, uh, I guess so. They probably have it. It sounds like them. It's just a guy who loves Nintendo, I think, and he just oh. he has purchased like he's essentially just like the collector of Nintendo stuff. And you just, okay, so it's not you what I go I'm there doing. and like trade old games for newer games and stuff like that. Okay, not I think oh. Nintendo Store would have heard something I'm talking about. I don't know. I'll tell you. I plan to visit it in November. I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. We'll report back to you guys. Keep listening. Yeah. Keep listening. <laughs> I'll tell you. In, I'll tell you in November when I get back from New York if he has the blown up Nintendo cartridge. <laughs> All right. Um. So Snatcher is a is essentially like a text adventure game where you play as Gillian. 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 Uh, Gillian Seed. Yes. You're a detective who has has amnesia, has no freaking memory. You and your a... wife have amnesia. Yes. <laughs> it's not just you. It's you and your uh, your separated wife. And, and God, yep. it was just it was. God, this game made me laugh a lot. But besides, <laughs> but you you play as a detective or you play as a junker. You're called. You 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 woke yeah. up three years ago. You were in the army. They kind of trained you, and then you get a job. A junker, essentially, a detective that's looking for snatchers. Snatchers right. are essentially androids. Yep. You are you're essentially a Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Blade Runner. 
And these snatchers are taking people, human people, and replacing them with themselves, with robotic ones. So it's got a little yeah. bit of Blade Runner, a little <laughs> bit of like Terminator, a little bit of Invasion of the Body Snatchers going on. Blade Runner's mm-hmm. all I need, a little bit of... <laughs> it's almost like they live too also yeah yeah yes they live as well the the androids uh, look exactly like they, they live and, androids and like especially, like when they when you when he gets in the game you start and he's talking with the with the with the one the, the one other detective who works in this agency that's the other thing i thought was kind of funny there's this gillian and gibson both the guys that well, worked young- I, I think some of them were killed is what happened. Oh, like. there were other detectives? I guess. Yeah, yeah they were killed they off by the snatchers. You're not just like a random detective. You're a random detective in uh, Neo, Neo Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Neo Kobe beef. Um, <laughs> you're in Neo Kobe, uh, which is not Japan. It's a like a man-made island off the coast of Japan. Surrounded. Mm-hmm. It's all like a melting pot of different nations and yeah. people. Is what it's because, supposed to be uh, like. Because most population of the population, yeah, it was killed by a what was it like a biological weapon? I think it was uh, called like Satan the pre alpha virus or something. It, it goes over yeah. very quickly in the beginning, where it's like was that Japan, the, the entire world was destroyed. By, oh, yeah, the entire world, other... half the population of the entire world was destroyed by this virus. It mainly affected like Eurasia. So in other said. words, Thanos got the gauntlet. What you're trying to tell me, uh, yeah, more or less. <laughs> I, I did not catch this, I must have not been. I w- it's very qu- it's a very okay. quick footnote at the very beginning of the game. It's like oh, you have amnesia also Lucifer. this virus. Because yeah, I, I have Lucifer a Alpha. Lucifer Alpha. Lucifer Alpha, that's right. Because I actually had headphones in and had the music on this entire game, listen to everything. Yeah, you have to. That's <laughs> that, a good soundtrack. That, that, a good it soundtrack. was. And you get all the, the nice little noises. You get like the Metal Gear Codec equivalent in this <laughs> game. <laughs> I, I say that there were they did reuse a bunch of sound effects from other games it felt like or other things that went on in this game. Oh yeah. I yeah, still this love is, this is an incredibly Kojima game. It's got all oh, it's yeah. got Metal Gear. You your partner is a Metal Gear 2. Metal Gear? Um yeah, and you <laughs> you get like the Blade Runner gun basically. It's like <laughs> instead of a revolver though, it's um like a Colt 45. It's like a Colt 1911. Well, the Blade Runner ha- uh, handgun is like notable for being like a revolver that they kind of like works up in the prop department, and it feels like Kojima was like, "This was when he was against revolvers, I guess," and he was like, "No, semi-autos." Like revolvers later. Yeah, this was pre his revolver fascination, and it was just <laughs> a like Colt 1911. Oh, but when you first meet Metal Gear, which is your little blue assistant, which I posted tons of pictures of oh, that yeah. if you're following the Facebook page, because I love I love this Metal Gear. I love the fact when you introduce him, he's like, I call Metal Gear based off that weapon in the night in like I think the nineties or or something, you know, a long time ago. And I'm like, yeah. ah! and I'm he just bases kinda... your your AI partner, your friendly partner, off of a terrible weapon that was used <laughs> in like World War Three. Also, <laughs> this is also a post World War Three world, by the way. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't that know if thing that happened. I didn't catch that uh, either. Where was I during the like game? In 2010, there was a there was World War Three um, that lasted like, like half a year, I think. That sounds accurate, though. It was something that was like they they call it like the half half a year war or something. It's it's another like little tiny footnote at the very beginning of the game. They're I just, must have not been paying enough attention in, in the beginning because I missed a bunch of this stuff. So it's all like, well, it's all totally unimportant. It's yeah, a very yeah. end of the game. I think I was still suffering from beautiful Joe when I started snatcher. So <laughs> I started like snatcher the- <laughs> Saturday, right before we after I said, 
fuck it on beautiful joe right before we recorded beautiful joe the day before so i think it's that's why such a different game too oh yeah i needed this Ooh. i needed a nice treat i mean i use a guide for this game completely you don't need to but i like just reading i mean after a while once i understood what i was doing i stopped because like this game is a lot of oh look at this item Okay, now investigate this item. Oh, look at this item again. Oh, investigate again. Okay. I should, I should say, I also got really mad at Mike when he's like, oh, I'm using a guide. I'm like, God damn it, Mike. This game is one of... This is not, not the game for a guide. Oh. It, it's just it's a text it. adventure. It'd be like if we decided to play, like, uh, Corp, and you were like, I'm going to use a guide for it. I would. Anything. <laughs> do I go north or do I go west? I don't know. I, I enjoy games more, even though, like, after a little bit, I kind of was using the guide a lot less. Just kind of gauge where I was at in the in the game so far. I was <laughs> the in a game rush. itself is basically the guide for the game. Like Metal it, Gear is with you the entire time, telling you pretty much what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I also had to start over because I used the saves, the save, the saves in the game, and then it didn't actually save anything. So I went to reload my save. There was no save. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was a little angry about that. <laughs> but we should say you you basically like. It's basically a text adventure, so you have your basic commands. Usually it's like move, look, investigate, ask, or like, yeah. you know. There's a few more sometimes, like hit on girl, stuff like that. That's in there, too. Did you, uh, did you hit on a girl to the point that you got killed? What? Was, no, that, what? That's, what are you talking about? That, that, that happens? Yeah, that's a <laughs> random encounter. I think it's the first time you're in, like, the Times Square type area. You're in, like, the oh, city center. Okay, that... Since you brought up, all, it's called Alton Square. Oh, There's a joke Alton that Square. is definitely from the 80s in there that you can find that that would not, if they republished this game, they would have to change that joke. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I should say it, but yeah, there's a very uh, unappropriate joke in there that is not. Well, you're basically mm -hmm. a horn dog detective. Um, yes, you, I mean, you both trying to sleep with everybody, even the 17-year-old. You oh are God. simultaneously super upset and like that your wife and you are separated and you miss her and you want, you want to be back with her. And at the same time, you're just hitting on every new woman that comes into your life. <laughs> it's oh, true. I, do, I miss I, my wife. Oh, who are you with the blue hair? My wife has blonde hair. I, mean, I think there's on, even a... He hits a woman <laughs> by bringing up his wife. Oh, my... It's true. There is that scene, like the scene I'm talking about, where they, they say something inappropriate. He starts, he's hitting on a couple different girls, and if you keep picking the option, because they, they call him a freak or they just ignore him, this one woman, he's like, my wife died. She's like, oh, he's oh like, yeah. I don't remember who I am. She's like, oh, and then Metal Gear's like, then Metal Gear says a few inappropriate things, and he and they run away, and he's like, I'm just lying. And, yeah. I, and I'm like, what? Really, game? I mean, this, this character <laughs> yeah. is just... Yeah. Apparently, there's a girl you can hit on to, uh, so much that she's like, all right, baby, let's go home. And you find out that she's a snatcher and she kills you. <laughs> that's yep. great. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that, he deserves that. There is <laughs> there is one part uh... which, when you go to your apartment for the first time and you call your wife and you can, you can, you don't have to, you can talk to her, I mean, once, but you don't actually have to really talk to her. But if you go through the dialogue, there's one where he's like, I see a roach on you. She's like, where, where? He's like, under the sheet, throw the sheet off. <laughs> and you realize he's just trying to get her naked, and and, she, and she's like, "There's not, there's nothing there, is it?" He's like, "No, no, there's not. <laughs> no, I'm just so lonely." <laughs> and you can ask her out on a date. She's like, "No, I don't think I want to do that, Gillian." Oh he's just, man, he's like the loneliest man in the world. It's so funny. <laughs> like at some point, you after uh, spoilers, Jean Jacques gets horrifically murdered. You have to go talk to his daughter. He's, he's hitting his, on his daughter. 
he gets his head ripped off and, and put down next to his body upside down. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, Which is a great sequence that we're going to have to talk about. Definitely. But he's, <laughs> he's talking to that guy's daughter about how he was murdered. And he's like, oh, a fancy place you got here. So you all alone? Like, you want to come back to mine? And it's like, dude, her dad was supposed to be your partner and you fucked up and got him killed. And now you're hitting on her? Come on. <laughs> a young Hideo Kojima writing. <laughs> it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. It hasn't. <laughs> I did love he's that scene. Gotten... He's gotten better at being perverted. <laughs> Slightly better. Got more talent. Well, I never played Metal Gear Solid Five, but I've seen enough stuff about Quiet that I don't think it changed. Oh yeah, it's all total bullshit. Where they're like, "Oh, that's like her character." It's like, nah, she's just. It's just because Kojima's a perv. We need to play all the Metal Gears on the show so I can finally play Metal Gear Solid Five today. That's a hefty undertaking. I know. I, I mean, I'll do it. I will gladly do it. But <laughs> maybe not four because four is long as fuck. But four is only long if you watch the cutscenes. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You have to watch the cutscenes to understand what's happening in the game. You still won't understand what's happening. Okay. <laughs> that scene, after you go to the, the headquarters and you meet Mika, you meet the chief, you meet, uh, God, what the hell is Harold. the... Who? Harry. Harry. Harry, yeah. I, we'll talk about him later. Harry more detail, but Which sounds like it should be a like innuendo or something. It is. Like, well, it's something, all right. Oh, but... right. The Harry Bensons. <laughs> yeah, that, that part comes later. But you meet, so you meet a few different, you have a few different characters who work at this headquarters. And you kind of can pick a different option. You can move to one, you move different rooms in the place, and you really can't do a whole lot. But it's kind of how this whole game works. It gives you, throughout the game, they'll give you different places to go to, and you got to figure out how to progress the story, usually. For me, I just read the guide. Right. <laughs> the it, game it does is, tell you. It, it, it does have a little investigating. Metal Gear is basically your guide. So it's like, it's yeah. a dark room. Like, turn on your light, Metal Gear. Oh, I can't because of something. Okay, well, turn it on later when we come back to this room. Or and then like, when it turns oh, on, it's flashlight. like, yeah, about, it's like, oh, investigate using the flashlight. What about <laughs> you know, in a dark room and you hear, ha, ha, achoo! Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, it's you know also what? an important feature of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? This game actually reminds me, I was just thinking about it right now, of Maniac Mansion. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Did I, anyone I play that. Maniac Mansion? I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I anyone played Maniac Mansion inside or outside of this podcast. <laughs> I know a lot of people that have, but no one on this show. So. It made me think of like Maybe I used definitely. to play. I used to play all those like CSI games because CSI, for whatever reason, released like a game with every season of the show. Yes, I and own three of them. My cousin got like all of them. Um, so I, whenever she would watch me, I'd like just play CSI on her computer. They're all. It's very similar. Like there's a lot of actual investigating and like actually having to take down notes in this game which was probably my favorite part of the game to be honest i really mm -hmm. like the mystery element of it all it made me really want more games like that nowadays it, it has a really good story like we're we're kind of i mean we're going over but it is still it's a it's a really good story and it's very entertaining for some it's, reason. it's built up wow. in a really effective way I well think. it's not necessarily I thought it was a entertaining. great story but I yeah I, I was this game if I do a top 50 list someday, this could actually edge it up near the top, somewhere near the 50 mark. But, you know, it was something else. In terms of, like, writing, it made me... And, I don't know, it's like the writing and the voice acting. I guess the colors, too. Colors all are I, good. All I could think about during this game was Outlaw Star. Um, <laughs> I, and it's like, there's a couple... There's a voice actress in the game Madaki. who plays... Madaki. All right, keep going. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start doing it <laughs> See? It's, it's um, contagious. 
I do see what you mean, though. Like, it, it's very bright colors. A mm. lot of the characters have different colored hair, such as Katrina with blue hair, such as yeah. whatever the hell that girl's name with the green hair we'll talk about later. I mean, there's lots of oh. different colored hair people, and there's just a lot of different colors, like Metal Gear is blue, a bright blue. I mean... Yeah. And you get, like, yeah. pop jazz in there, like, the crazy mm. soundtrack, which That's, is great. And the voice actress for uh, your wife and the fortune teller. She plays both the wife and the fortune teller. There's a fortune teller? Yeah, the hacker chick. Yeah, I, I don't think I went there. Oh, well, I, think you have to go <laughs> I there. don't think I did that. I think you have to. I think, yeah, I think it's necessary, isn't it? Who's the hacker the, chick? She's got like the, the dreadlocks. Uh, the hacker I don't yeah, I'm pretty think sure I that's necessary. Yeah. Or if I did, I have no recollection well, of it. <laughs> depending on how well you know Outlaw Star, you might remember her because she, her voice sounds exactly like the chick who plays Aisha Clan Clan. In Outlaw Star, to the point oh. that I had to like <laughs> look it up. I had to look it up multiple times to see if these were all the same voice actors, because a lot of them sound like Outlaw Star characters. Hmm. Like kind of like high pitched, like childish. Like uh, this is gonna make it sound like Outlaw Star has terrible voice acting. It's just like a classic anime, but it's like the childish, like whiny, high pitched voices. Outlaw Star is a great anime, by the way. Outlaw Star is amazing, <laughs> and I'm going to watch it tonight now because because of this game. I, I have no idea who you're talking about with this hacker chick. I'm even Googling it. It's not going too well, by the way. Well, she's she's but, really, I think her name in the game is Fortune Teller, but you find out I she's a hacker. I don't think I talked to her. I think I, I think I skipped that. I think you have to mm. talk to her. Yeah, I, I think I, so, I, too. No rec- I, remember, I remember Mika. I remember the dancer. She's I, only in two parts of the game where she offers to read your fortune in the beginning, and like she tells you all this stuff that, like, she shouldn't know about you. And you walk away, and Metal Gear's like, you idiot. She scanned your irises, and all that stuff's on file. She's a hacker. Right. Yeah, I don't think right. I ever did this. I think you have to, because you have to go back. You have, oh, God, you have somebody. No, I never met her. I'm 100% positive. If I just finally found an image don't, of her, I never met her. Don't you have to pay her, too, to, like, do your fortune or something? I think so. Yeah, you give her money to do your fortune. I, I Well, apparently I there's it. a different way to beat this game that I didn't know because- about. Well, I was reading, so I didn't, I knew where to, I just kind of went, because, oh, like, you're supposed to call phone numbers in this game a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I just looked up and it said, call this number. I went, and I called the number. Oh, yeah, I think she gives you the number that you should call. Okay. She tells you where to mm-hmm. go at some point. So that, yeah, I never met her. You she missed Aisha Klein Klein then, because uh, she's great. I'm a little sad now. Oh, that's another thing we should say. This game, a lot of this game is voiced over. Like, a lot of it is. Yeah, quite yeah. a bit. It's really nice. For a game in 88, a lot more than you'd expect. Well, maybe it wasn't in mm-hmm. 88, that version, but this version is. Uh, I think it was in 88 as well. Oh. I think the Japanese version was had a lot of voice acting. It was. Too. Okay, never mind then. I'm, that's impressive. Yeah, it's... And the voices are yeah. great, too. The, everyone, like, is really chewing the scenery <laughs> with their it's, voices. You know, it's better voiceover than, like, you almost became a deal sandwich. I mean, it's yeah. that. I mean, yeah, they, like, they go for it. It's... The guy who plays um, he want to call him Harry for some reason. Uh, the guy who plays Gillian Seed, Gillian also a reference to Outlaw Star potentially. I don't know. It can't make me think of it. Oh, because his last oh. name, can't you remember? All of a sudden, I, I'm drawing Gillian, a blank. Gilliam with an M is the name of the ship in Outlaw Star. Oh, uh, so every time they said his name, I was just like Outlaw Star, Outlaw Star. I gotta go watch this show. <laughs> I'm gonna look up the year. Oh, but oh, as we were saying, like this game kind of really shows you what it is pretty quick. Outlaw Star came out in '98, by the way, so maybe yeah, Outlaw Star was inspired by this, huh? Okay. Maybe. Um, <laughs> when you you're in the abandoned factory, and that's when this game kind of shows you what it is. Like you find your you find your partner, 
and his head, like we were saying, his head is ripped off, mm-hmm. which is gruesome as hell. And then mm-hmm. you, sn- and you sneeze. We were kind of talking about a little bit because in this game, whenever a snatcher is nearby you, you find out that they produce some chemical and people start sneezing. Snow nine. And right. I like love that calm. scene where as you're investigating the body, all of a sudden you see two bot, two a little motion detector goes off, which was always cool. It's like, dee, 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 dee. and uh, you see two bodies run past down, down the hallway. Like, it makes that sound too. Yeah. I love it. It's way in the distance. And they go like, yeah, they pass by a doorway and, and you're like, Oh, who is that? Maybe I should go chase them because it's an 80s game still. So it's still yeah, gonna be a really. little. It's gonna be a little weird with the right. They just ripped off my partner's head, but let's go down there with no backup and see what's down there. That's a long <laughs> sequence too, because you go to the factory, you go yeah. in and find his Metal Gear, his little uh, assistant, Metal um, Gear. which I forgot I mean, his name. Has a, a little, name, Little John. Because <laughs> yeah. yep. he's he's Jean Jack, Jean Jacques Gibson, which is a weird name, and it was making me think of like Les Mis for some reason. So I can imagine <laughs> Jean Jacques being a Les Mis character. And oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you find little John and it's like completely smashed. And then you find his body and it's just like, yeah, his head's been torn off his torso. And that's like, even that by itself is a long sequence. Cause you do all of this, like metal gear is basically a mobile forensic unit. So it's like, Oh, he has like hair. He's holding hair in his hand. Let's analyze that. He's got skin under his fingernails. Let's analyze that. He's got um, organic matter within his stomach because you know, everybody does. That's what stomachs are made of. He ate Buffalo. Yeah, you find out he ate buffalo. That's a pretty important thing to have later. Um, Which should it feels like it shouldn't be, but it also this game is very much a, de- a detective story, which is what makes yeah. it so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you go through his pockets, you find like keys and stuff. You're you're doing actual investigating. You find a body. It's like all right, let's like let's get to the bottom of this body first before we do anything else. Which I right. I really enjoyed that. Oh, and, I, and we were talking about a little earlier because you, after all this shit happens and you find the dead body, you go talk to his daughter. Which you, were you were you hitting on the seventeen year old? <laughs> Is she only seventeen? That's creepy. Yeah, she's seventeen. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, and you have to the way that you have to let her. You get her to let you in the house. And the way you do that is you show her the you show her your junker badge, and she's like, "Oh, anyone can get one of those." And then you tell her her like, um, you tell her her name or something. You tell her her name, and then she wants. She's to like, know. Oh, anyone can find out my name. What's like unique about me? And you have to look up. You have to look up on like the Junker database that she has a birthmark on her inner thigh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you got to say birthmark heart and thigh to get it to move on. It's just yeah. Oh god. Yeah, it's like. I mean, this game is just oozes oddness. sexuality. Oh yeah, like. This like is the most sexual game we've ever everybody. played. Everybody. And I posted pictures of <laughs> Katrina in the Facebook page. And we'll but you guys get out, have an idea of what we're talking about. Get out of the way, Parasite Eve. There's a new most sexual Japanese game in town. <laughs> There's more, yeah. I'm sure. This is just this is this is the most sexualized game we played so far in the show. <laughs> but it's just like the idea yeah. that is so funny to me of a guy walking into the house, like you being like, like <laughs> I'm investigating your dad's murder. Oh, by the way, your dad's dead. Don't worry, I knew him. Yeah, well, I was, was going to know him. Anyway, you've got a birthmark so on your weird. inner thigh. Let me in the <laughs> house. <laughs> like, it's my fault he died. Like, what? Yeah, oh, yeah. You do the uh, overblood um, Raz Carsey thing where you just immediately start blaming yourself for this death you had nothing to do with. Is it bad I don't get that joke for some reason? It's like I in, didn't watch the whole overblood replay. Uh, weird. You should because, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's how like, we met? 
He's just constantly blaming himself for the death of a, a very important character in that series, which I hey, we're I we're playing see. Overblood eventually on the show. Well, I won't It'll spoil happen. it until we play Overblood. <laughs> but okay. uh, we yes. we also forgot something else is that when you do run into Snatchers, um, part of the paraphernalia for this game was you could actually have a light gun connected to your system. I yeah, wish I we had shoot that. them. Yeah. Awesome. I like she said I wish we had that. I None knew of us have... how much fun it would have been to have like there's a few different scenes in how this game. How much money would you have how would you have had to drop on this game to get Oh god, Sega okay. CD you would have to buy a, a CRTV. <laughs> I'd have to yeah. buy a Sega CD, buy the game, find the gun. Oh, yeah. It didn't buy happen. a Sega for That's... the Sega CD. Oh yeah. <laughs> easily like a seven hundred dollar purchase at yeah. least. And there's By, probably uh, less than 30 minutes. Well, no, there's probably less than 10 minutes of the shooting gallery part. Oh, yeah. And I can only imagine yeah. as difficult as that part of the game was that it would have been even harder with the light gun. Only a couple are hard. Yeah. The first one that it does. It does this weird thing where it always makes the reticle stay in the center of the screen. So you yeah. kind of have to, like, force it out to and shoot whatever's. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Nintendo 64 logic where the reticle is always going to be in the center and you have to. <laughs> You have to push it to the side. Well, the enemies are never in the center. Well, sometimes. I mean, mainly you fight sometimes. little spider bots or you like the fights I like when you fight snatchers, which are robotic humans. Oh, and you got to shoot them in the head. Those, those scenes were. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, man, I was my heart was beating fast. I'm hitting their hit. I, I, I was. I love this game. I was okay. so grateful playing this game. I think I can say I'm the only person in history who can say this. I was so grateful playing Snatcher, a game that came out in 1988. <laughs> Then I played Mass Effect 3 right before I played it. Because there's a little mini game in the Citadel DLC that's exactly the same as that shooting sequence, and it prepared me for it. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's um it's like a little mini game in a casino in or like an arcade in the Citadel DLC of Mass Effect 3. And I was like, every time I play that DLC, I have to I have to perfect the arcade because I I have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so there's this it's the same exact game, and I was like I was like, oh, God, I hate this so much. Thank God I'm done with this. And we started playing Snatch, and I was like, thank God I, I got the practice in. And there's also little scenes, too, like where you the whole grid will come up, and you're ready to shoot a bunch of shit, but mm-hmm. then you just have to shoot a Snatcher once, and it ends. <laughs> you got to hit the A button to pull out your gun, too, when that screen comes yeah. up. That was like the – yeah, that was when – moments like that were when I felt like this was the Kojima game. Like, this is – 100% a Kojima game. He loves doing that. He loves playing with... For those who haven't played a Kojima game, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kojima's staple of all Metal Gear games and Kojima games is that he loves to like play around with game mechanics and turn them into story like story instances. Because at the very end of the game, the grid comes up and it like prepares you to get ready to shoot and then it goes away and you realize you're in a cutscene. Yeah, it's like a... It's like a quick time event almost. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, for the 80s. It's the and first that... quick time event. A quick there's time event a... for the 80s. There's actually a really That's cool part. Quote. A quote for our show. Quick time event. Oh, God. There's actually like a, a really cool awesome part band where... Band. Uh, yeah. There's a really cool part where um, the grid comes up for a second after you enter a room and there's a snatcher body on the wall. And you're like, oh, is there any sign readings, Metal Gear? And he's like, no, it's, it's immobile. It's not moving. Yeah. And you pan away from it and then you pan back and the body's gone oh, oh, oh. That, that part i yeah. love that <laughs> yeah there's there is some real like horror at this isn't a very long game it's like six Three, hours maybe six hours yeah i think six, six hours, hours is more if you don't if you haven't played it before it's a six hour game if you have it's only like a three hour game i would say four, mm-hmm. 
I, maybe I mean, four, yeah. Even but, with me knowing what I was doing because I was reading, it still took me a few hours. It still took a little while to get through it. That's why I love, like, I love this game because it's only, a, like, realistically, a four to six hour game. But you you have, like, all these investigation sequences. There's shooting sequences. There's horror aspects. You've got all this story packed in there. It feels like there's so much going on that, I mean, like, this game did not take me long to play. But I was like, oh, man, I, I feel like I need to take a break. <laughs> I've done so much. Yeah, I mean, it's broken into three acts. I mean, so it gives and it and it does like there. There are reasons why you would need to kind of take a break because it can get it. Can, even though it's so simple, it gets a little intense sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot of reading, too. And, and listen, yeah. and, and there's no yeah. subtitles. There's full cutscenes when they talk. I mean, there's there's lots of stuff you read. But when they're actually in a voiceover cutscene, there's no subtitles. You don't have a choice but to listen. You don't mm-hmm. really need them, though, because it sounds pretty good, too. Like, yeah. Like you, I, I, well, I, well, you would need them because you don't like to listen to games. Not normally, but, but I didn't have a choice with this game, so I did listen to everything. I with, uh, <laughs> with some of these old games, though, like subtitles are a necessity because it sounds like garbage. But this game, the voiceover <laughs> is really well done. Oh, but everything sounds really good. It's it like does. a Kojima game. It's a Kojima game. It's like a Kojima yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Kojima game. It's like, like a Metal go, Gear. <laughs> metal Gear. Like when you go Metal to, Gear. Um, and the way you, we talked about the Buffalo. <laughs> and you have to go to a, you have to go to a strip club called Outer Heaven. Outer Heaven is yep. in this game. And I was like, really, really, you couldn't come up with a different name. Like you're like, huh? I made a game last year with a base called Outer Heaven. I got it. I and thought you know, briefly about going back and playing this game a second time and trying to write down all the references I spotted. And I was just like, I I can't do that. There's so many. <laughs> Every scene has yeah. like a reference to something in it. Yeah, because it's and then the bar in Outer Heaven. Isn't there like ten Konami characters in the bar There's just sitting Simon there? Simon, yeah, talking to Dracula, and they're all wearing masks. You have to wear a costume to get into the bar. So that's right. That's why they're wearing the mask. It isn't, but it's it. There's um, Goemon from the Legend of Mystical Ninja games, which probably none of you you two have not played. Uh, there's Sparkster from a Genesis game. Uh, I. Should... I would yeah. swear, and I looked it up, Mystery Science Theater came out before this game. I, I had to look at the see. I swore I saw one of the characters from Mystery Science Theater in the chief's office. Like, on the side of his chair, it looks like one of the little robots from Mystery Science Theater. Like, <laughs> to a cue. And I was like, that is, that's that's from Mystery Science Theater, isn't it? Isn't it? I don't know. I was like, there's no way. There's no way that Kojima, <laughs> a young Kojima, right out of college, was watching Mystery Science Theater and putting it in his games. Highly unlikely. Especially well, it's games. Kojima, so nothing's unlikely. Yeah, good point. Good. But I was like, there's, like, what are the, like, how would, how would Kojima have seen Mystery Science Theater when it first came out? And I was like, uh, you know what? I, I can't, I can't say he did. I think it was uh, Tom Servo. I saw, not Tom Servo, um, who's the other one? Uh, Crow uh, Team Robot. Mm. Also, Mystery Science Theater started here in Minnesota, where I'm from, where I live in. So, hey, here's your fun fact. Can you get um, uh, who's on it now? Pat Oswald. Can you get Pat Oswald on an episode? No, I, I don't think I'd be able to. <laughs> they still film but that would be cool. That would be. Cool. Uh, fun fact about the game, though, that is just like every other Kojima game, that Konami actually made him cut his story in half. So this oh, game man. is only half of what he really wanted to put inside oh, of it. That's too bad. This yeah. is. This is one of the few games where I'm like, I wish Kojima was able to tell his whole story. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I and oh, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is there's a scene when you go to the you go to this guy's house, this guy's apartment, 
and he's not home, but his wife is home. And you better I Howard's apartment. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That guy does look just like Rucker Howard. He is, he is and, 100% yeah. Rucker Howard from <laughs> And you go in the house, and I didn't notice at first, like, when she's talking to you, she's covering half her face. And it didn't even dawn on me when I was looking at him listening. And there's even one line where she's like, you know, my husband hasn't, he hasn't been wanting to spend any time with me lately. I, I wonder if something's wrong, because you're saying, you start talking, I think you tell her that you're, you think her husband might be a snatcher or something, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. And the whole time she's just hiding her face. And I think you go in the bathroom. You do something. Next thing you know, she's opening her mouth and there's a laser cannon inside her mouth. Like, uh oh, yeah. that scene was great. Yeah, that her face was... is all torn up. And you're like, that's <laughs> she does the classic like movie villain thing. Because for those who don't know, Kojima was a like a film student. He loved film. I didn't and it does like the classic film thing where like she presents a danger and she's about to kill you, but she gives you enough time to explain what's happening first. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> she opens her mouth and is charging her cannon that will kill you in one shot, but you have enough time for Metal Gear to say, look, her face is scratched up. Those must be the skin samples we found under Jean-Jacques' hands. I think when someone's shooting you, who gives a fuck? What? Shoot her! <laughs> shoot, shoot first and ask questions later is not in is not in this game's wheelhouse. And I do like the fact, like at the at, like on the screen, when you're trying to shoot them, they move around a whole bunch, but you got to shoot them in the head, or it doesn't count. Until but, random yep. shield shows up. Oh no, that's a little bit after. After you kill her, her body's on the ground. I mean, shoot first, some... ask questions later. He's a shoot first, <laughs> ask questions later kind of guy. And then you go in the you think you go in the bathroom. Something something happens. You're looking in a mirror, and all of a sudden, like you said in a traditional movie, there's someone. Rucker Hauer is looking at you in the mirror too. Oh yeah. Look like. Because, and I love that he starts choking the hell out of him. Because yeah. <laughs> because Gillian Seed is a moron. <laughs> he yeah, she is a little detached. <laughs> he, he is like actively trying to get himself killed. Where he's like, you go into the apartment and Metal Gear even points out like, oh, there's somebody in here. I, I don't know why I'm doing the Metal Gear voice. It's fine. <laughs> oh, there's somebody in here. This is more what he sounds like. Yeah, it's, it's more. He, I don't know. Gillian, Gillian, what are you doing? There's somebody in here, Gillian. There's somebody in here, Gillian. <laughs> 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 There's somebody in here, Gillian. I would have thought it, that would have made more sense. Oh, it's Rex. Oh, no. Oh. He's, <laughs> he's like, "There's, I've got something on my motion tracker. There's somebody in the apartment. And you're going around looking for the guy. And you walk into the bathroom and you just sit there staring at the mirror. It's like, gee, I sure hope somebody doesn't sneak up on me right now. Oh, and that's how you meet the, the bounty hunter that you get taught, that you hear about earlier after you're going through the dead guy's stuff. Random and what, I don't understand. What the hell kind of first name is Random? Well, it was mm. very confusing to Pretty me. Random. Because there's a character named Random in the Stalker series. That's his nickname because he couldn't pick a nickname, and so they just called him Random. That makes more sense in this game. Yeah. But this game, oh. yeah, he's Random. But it, it works. It's like a weird, like, it's a weird, like, 80s name. I could see that being in Blade Runner or, like, Akira. I could see him. And when you first... As you're getting choked, he shoot random shoots the uh, the Rucker Howard lookalike right in the head, blows him up, and then I mean that's how you first meet him. That was a cool scene though. I really did. <laughs> I'll like tell it. you. Yeah. I was more confused by his last name Hajil <laughs> until the very end of the game when they explain his yeah. name. Yeah, they wait a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know uh, if we should even bring up the like the very end of the game because it's so. We weird. can skip it. I mean, we'll 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 go over it briefly when we get there. Um, one of the things I remember too is that when you're in that bathroom, which is like you inspect the toilet and you're like, oh, it's weird. It's kind of dry or whatever. And later on, you find out that the snatchers, because something we didn't mention was that they're 
uh, receptive to sunlight, so their skin yes. can't handle it. One of the and key so things. They, yeah. They're not vampires, right. but they just can't handle the sun. Right, which is one of the th- reasons why they're trying to perfect, like, they're kidnapping scientists and trying to perfect their skin and take over the world and all that. But one of the things that um, I thought was kind of retarded, but funny at the same time, is that they're using an old subway system to get around during the day. Yeah. And the ladders from the subway go right up into their bathtubs. Into a yeah. third floor apartment. <laughs> into bathtub. a third floor apartment. Yeah. Let's not forget that part. Wait, it's even dumber than that because in order to prevent people from inspecting the bathtub and finding out that there's a ladder in there, they fill the bathtub up with water and leave it. Yes. And when they need to go down in there, they empty the bathtub (laughs) and use the ladder and then fill it back up with water. Now, let me ask you something. If you go into somebody's apartment, let's let's say you're investigating a murder. You go into somebody's apartment and you see an empty bathtub. Would you be less likely to inspect that or a bathtub that is full of water with nobody in the apartment? Well, if I saw a bathtub full of water, you want to reach your hand in and pull it out, then a zombie might come grab you. I'm I'm sorry, wrong game. If I see a bathtub full of water (laughs) in an apartment, I'm I'm more likely to be like, huh, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Just leave their bathtub full of water all the time. We should mention that Gillian doesn't really act like a police officer, though. There's no. a moment. Well, he's not a police a officer. Moment. He's a junkie. Yeah, yeah. There's a moment <laughs> earlier in the game where he he's investigating possibilities of these two people who might be a snatcher. And he finds this, like, drugged out hippie guy. And the guy's <laughs> like, I only I only have, like, crystal or whatever. It's a drug in the game. And, and he's, he's like, like crystal ice <laughs> or something. Yeah, Ice and Gillian's like, I don't give a shit about that. I just yeah. want to know if you're a snatcher. <laughs> He's so single-minded, it's great. And the guy's an air surfer or something stupid, whatever the He's hell that a surfer. is. Yeah, it's important to the story that he's a surfer, because you have to go to his apartment first. If you go to... Mm. I can't remember the name of the, the guy you're looking for, the um the Rucker the Howard snatchers. snatcher. Let's just call him Rucker Howard. You try to go to Rucker Howard's apartment first, <laughs> because you get like... Okay, so... You, let me let me go down the plot of this game. You go to the strip club, and she gives you like a she gives you like a, an idea of what the guy looks like, and then from there you have to go back to the police department, or sorry, the junker headquarters, and mm-hmm. do like a layout and figure out what the guy looks like. It comes up with two people in the city that are possible matches. Um, one, the actual guy that it definitely looks like is only a sixty percent match, and you're like, well, that's the guy. Because he looks like Rutger Hauer. That's 100% the guy. <laughs> but if you go to his apartment first, nobody will answer the door. So you have to leave and go back to Surfer Dude's apartment. And you're like, it's like he's definitely not the Snatcher. Because <laughs> he's like, got... one of the things they tell you is that uh, in order to prevent their skin decaying is that Snatchers will usually have suntan lotion. <laughs> right. Yep. And he's got suntan lotion, but it's also right next to a surfboard. So you think as a detective, you'd be like, well, he's clearly just a surfer. But no, he's like shoots the guy. Well, the guy opens the door with a gun. And so he's on the ground bleeding out. And you're like, I know you're a goddamn snatcher. I'm going to blow your head off. And he's like, no, man, no, I'm a druggie. I'm just a surfer, dude. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll let you go. It's like. It's so stupid, but it was so much fun to play through and listen. I don't know why I really I was really impressed how much I enjoyed this game. It's great. That 
That whole face thing, though, where you have to do the like face comparison thing, I actually enjoyed that as well. I had a lot like, of fun with it, that, yeah. It I had does fun too, to serve as following as like you're doing clues, you're really following up on an investigation. Yeah, it feels and, like you're doing real police work. It's a yeah. This made me think I would like because there's this game is so anime. Um, there's yep. so much going on that has like a lot of it. It looks like an anime. It feels like an anime. And all I could think was like, I was like, oh, God, I really want like a good psychopath video game or something. I want a video game where I can play as like an anime detective hunting wow. down a killer. Found a game for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, another thing oh. I wanted to ask, did any of you guys do the dumb scene when you're having a lunch break walking around Alton Plaza where you get the Neo Kobe pizza? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was so confusing. What I don't understand, first, the Neo Kobe pizza, you take a pizza and you put it in like hot oil or something and it rises up. It's soup. You take soup. It's, it's, yeah. it's like it's like the Pokemon scene where they're like, "Oh, we just love these jelly donuts," and they're eating rice balls. It felt <laughs> like that. Where he's like, "Have you ever had the famous Neo Kobe pizza?" Because you're talking to a like a street urchin at this or a street merchant at this point, where he was like, he's trying to like sell you this pizza, and Metal Gear's like, "It's the best pizza in Neo Kobe City. We're famous for it." <laughs> and despite. I mean, I know you have amnesia, but presumably you've lived in Neo Kobe for three years at this point. Yeah. You're like, I've never heard of Neo Kobe pizza before. The most famous thing that this, pe- this city is known for. Hey, no sense. <laughs> so you gotta like, it's like a, it's like a whole break from the game. It's like the intermission where it's like, oh, this is the fun like joke episode where we're gonna just do pizzas. Well, the music's mm-hmm. also right before things get real serious, too. It's true. It's like a nice little refresher. It's like, yeah, take your pizza and dip it in the <laughs> stew. And you put, you put, apparently, <laughs> I am, I'm sorry I sound so dumbfounded. This is just so weird. It's stupid. Take, <laughs> it's funny uh, as hell, but it's stupid. You take it's like Blade Runner. <laughs> and you put the pizza in this, well, there's even a Blade Runner thing later where he's eating ramen. That's a Blade Runner reference. Yeah, yeah. But you take the pizza... I don't know if it's a full pizza or a slice of pizza or like a little pizza morsel. And you put it in the soup and you let it drop down into the soup. And after like three seconds, it'll float back up to the top of the soup <laughs> and then you eat it. It's so stupid. But <laughs> when you do this and also Metal Gear is eating pizza with you. He's a That's robot. The part I didn't understand. I'm like, and then because your pizza gets ruined, at least in my in my no, it, it doesn't get ruined, Mike. It disappears. Oh, yeah, it doesn't float up. And it's it like, oh, I guess you'll get a pizza. And that's like the end of it where it's like, aha, your pizza didn't float back up. I guess you screwed it up. And it's like, how? I don't understand the mechanics oh, of this. Like, pizza <laughs> and then why does the robot eat the pizza? Why don't you just take his? Why are you even ordering a pizza in the why first place? The that's robot- what I don't understand. Multiple times in this game, the robot is eating food with you, and it's a it's so clearly just a robot it's awesome it's <laughs> so bizarre oh uh, and then i think we kind of cover most of <laughs> and this is in the middle of the game where people are getting their heads ripped off and like dying and being well, like there's, there's skin like skinned humans you find later like that's in the middle of all this it's a act, joke oh it's yeah a robot scene. act two is when the game starts getting real dark like act two <laughs> is where you start finding well a couple of things one you end up you find out that that's more act three but uh two is where in act one you find out that there's a hospital where they're getting skin treatments done because their skin will get cancer so there is defective and that's that's what makes these snatchers not 100 percent. that's why they only come out during the winter mainly and that's why they're out at night 
the only thing the snatches are vulnerable to is the sun (laughs) and it gives them it gives them melanoma and kills them (laughs) that is is the fatal flaw (laughs) these advanced robots taking over society (laughs) melanoma that was kind of funny but okay so you find out there's this hospital and first you go to a, a veterinary hospital, which is, just, you know, again, more joke because this game likes likes his jokes a lot, which oh, I did yeah. laugh at, by the way. You spend a while there, too. You spend, and Ooh. it makes you. You got to talk to all these people about their pets. And there's a woman in the background with a penguin on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's so weird. And then after that, you get to the real, you, you go to another hospital, and there's a couple small puzzles, and you find out, you find the actual Snatcher Hospital headquarters. Yeah. Right. And that that was cool. Like I really that's when I I I want to say when I got around that part I didn't I didn't want to stop playing. I just wanted to that game. Yeah, and that's when you start finding out that people you may have met on your journey so far or people you're working with may already be snatchers yeah. because you don't know who's who now and you start yeah. to learn that as you go along. And especially when you get to the hospital paranoia comes in. And there's mm-hmm. a really like cool I, I thought it was cool part after you do a couple things you fight a, a fight a broken down snap or a snatcher that doesn't have skin on it yet you go into a morgue and they and you can tell these snatchers don't give a shit about bodies there's just three bodies just laying around that are mostly all but one is mostly decomposed yeah it's right. just like replicants and blade runner they don't they do not the care thing? about anyone else besides themselves yeah. <laughs> it's like a couple skeletons and a body covered in maggots like a yeah, and they show you the maggots too like as you're oh, yeah. sitting there investigating this you see is... the maggots moving around this again. This is this is like a four to six hour game. This is right after a pizza soup joke break, <laughs> and a woman has a penguin on a leash. This is like immediately after that sequence. For levity. <laughs> oh it, god. I, and, yeah, you gotta love Coach Amy. He hits you with the levity, and then he's like, "Bam!" Corpses <laughs> everywhere. And just, I, I just love it. I, I mean, I knew what was gonna happen. Is he's sitting there examining each body? He's like the first one, like, "Oh, this is the guy, the Rutger Hauer guy." And the next one is some CEO of a company, and then they're then they're doing a third one. You're sitting there, you're talking, and it's, the, it's uh, like the hospital uh, director. How's it hot? I yeah, guess. it goes. It's okay. it's Parker Howard and then his girlfriend because they cut like they give a little dialogue after each one. It's like, oh, this is. <laughs> I'm so sorry that we can't remember his name. <laughs> this is Rutger Howard, and I think um, Random is there with you too. So he's like, yeah, blue yeah, he shows off. up, yeah, and then he's like his girlfriend, and it's like. This is the director of the hospital, Shin uh, Shin Show, who <laughs> Gillian can't just can't remember his name. That's like another running mm-hmm. joke. Mm-hmm. He just he just doesn't understand Chinese at all. China Chinese is also even, a big factor in this game. Even when he meets the replicant of Ching Ching Show, he's like, "Oh, look, it's that guy again." Yeah, <laughs> this is like a weird super. Like this game really doesn't like Chinese people. <laughs> It's a strange game. A joke where you're like, you find these weird Chinese characters, again, a very Blade Runner sequence, and you're like, Metal Gear, you know Chinese, and he's Metal Gear, the robot's like, the only Chinese I know is Wonton. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What what does Kojima have against the Chinese? Uh, Um, We're not going to go into that. It's so (laughs) out of place. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, third guy is a... uh, Or fourth guy is a... The replicants, we should say that they're not just replacing any regular people. Like, I mean, they have to kind of, but they're specifically going after people who are of power. So they've got a purpose. They've got a goal. They're yeah, trying to they... infiltrate the government, essentially. 
That's when mm -hmm. it kind of stops being Blade Runner and it becomes more like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers yeah. and Daylight. Yeah. Suddenly they've got, yeah. A, they've got a golden takeover. Is it the in the hospital? No, it's trending. Is it the hospital where you find a bunch of Snatchers or is that the later part? That... That's the third game. That's in the oh, Kremlin. Okay, third act. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and I did like that part. And then as, you, as you're doing the last body, you find out that it could be one of two people. It could be either Harry Benson is the guy who works at the Junkers. He's your, the one that gives you Metal Gear. Or it could be the Chief. And I like that. That was great. Benson, um, Benson something. His first name is Benson, and the other guy's last name is Benson. And you find, like, mm -hmm. a patient record that says, like, all it has Benson. is the name Benson on there. Actually, no, all it has is the weird Chinese characters, because you have to get those translated, and they translate to Benson. Oh, yeah, Metal Gear yeah. translates. And you're like, who yeah. this person be? So when you go there, and, like, you see the chief, you're like, it was the chief! <laughs> I've got to get back to Junker headquarters. Uh, oh, we should mention that um, the way you get around is you actually do get into a vehicle and oh, yeah. drive around between this segments. This is kind of kind of an open world game. It is. Uh, and, uh, one of these <laughs> kind of one of the scenes that happens when you get into your what is it like a hover turbo car cycle Tur it's, turbo cycle it's turbo, oh, turbo cycle yeah. but it's turbo it's cycle. like a hover car and it's it a, yeah. it's a Blade Runner the, flying car. Is the snatchers get the bright idea to cut your brakes? <laughs> I love that scene. They cut your brakes on your flying car. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Did, did, okay, so <laughs> how much did people screw around with the car in that sequence? Because there's a lot you can do with the car when you're oh, like, trying not to die. I think I did every single one. Yeah, you can like, <laughs> some... just keep telling you, you're <laughs> yep. an idiot. Yeah, at some point you can just like press. There's an option. This is like press the button, not a button. Press the button, and like every time you press the button, it's something completely different. Where it's like, oh, you turn the radio on. All the windshield wipers are on now. Oh, that it's actually hilarious. was the brakes, but they're broken. You idiot. It's great. And then random Hajil comes up with his uh, his Akira bicycle. It's not yes. a bicycle. It's a motorcycle, but it has like one wheel or something. It's super weird. Mm -hmm. Akira. Yeah. It's like well, the Akira, even the Akira bikes have two wheels. It's super. It's like a weird looking bike. It has like the front of an Akira bike and the back of nothing because it doesn't have a back. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, was it Minority Report where they had the bicycles with one wheel or iRobot? There was definitely a movie. Um, like I want to say I, I'm thinking Minority Report. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. <laughs> so Minority Report stole from Snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's just one of the many many enjoyable sequences in this game though where i did like it when you get back to you get back to the base junker headquarters and you're look you're, mm -hmm. you're checking both the bensons and you find you find the the last name benson guy has been shot up so harry. you know it's not harry benson so you know it's not him and, and he's Mika, the uh you initially suspect him too because he's the engineer he's like the guy that works on the car he's the one that had the opportunity to cut your brakes on your yeah. flying car yep I just sound even stupider the more I say it, but hey. <laughs> and then you find out, as in, and then as you find out, normal, you know, high fiction horror, it's the chief all along. Yeah. You got to go through yeah. a bunch of puzzles to find this out, but I did like that scene because Mika goes missing, and Mika's chained up in the chain. Wherever the hell she is, she's chained up, and you got to shoot yeah. him in that little shooting scene. That was awesome. Oh, and you oh, can we should. You can back it up a second. Back yeah, it yeah. up a second. We're, we're skipping a lot of amazing sequences. <laughs> um, one of the cool parts is that it does another one of those like, oh, there's nobody in this room, right? And Mel Gibson, oh, yeah. wait, there's motion. Yeah. 
and and it's it could either be taken very goofy or it could just be very freaky but the chief is on the ceiling of his room his office and i was just like oh my god that's freaking weird that was awesome yeah his head is like turned around like his his head is turned 180 degrees looking at you Mm. it's so creepy it's like something i like the thing it's so creepy that's exactly what it is yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then even when you find mika again and she's chained up he's like he's like uh also hung up on the wall behind her like he's stepped like stood up on the wall i love too because you can so when everybody did that sequence did anybody like have trouble shooting him or did you just headshot him immediately and it was the most anticlimactic thing ever i just headshot him immediately you just headshot him and he falls down dead and you're like oh wait wait wait, was that the end of that sequence (laughs) yeah i thought it'd be longer too it's this whole big build up to i've got mika grid pops up bam he's dead okay moving on (laughs) (laughs) oh okay that was that was it that was the end (laughs) thanks again i brought this up in paris i mean i brought this up a couple times i love any game that puts you in an environment and then brings you back to that environment later to see how it's changed. I love that when games cool. do that. Yeah. And it's really mm-hmm. fucked up when you get back. Yeah. I think this game, like Parasite Eve did it really well. I think this game did it even better where it's like, oh, this is like your head. It's it's such a short sequence at the beginning where it's like, this is your headquarters. Go around and meet everybody. You come back and it's like, there's blood and things are crashed. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's like glass broken everywhere. And like, certain doors are locked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mm-hmm. something about the way like because Kojima's got that eye. He's got that that cinematographer eye for his games and something about like how all the scenes were drawn and set up. They all just had this really creepy atmosphere to them, which is like it's hard to pull off in a 3D game. But in a 2D game, I think it just worked really well for this. It's like, you yeah, know, like Dutch angle. <laughs> Things are weird. <laughs> It's like, yeah, when you look up and he's on the ceiling and it's just like, he's just, it looks like he's just right above you. It's it was, freaky. It, it, it was awesome. I, and the blood's <laughs> dripping down and then there's like, and you look up and you're like, oh, and I knew, I knew yeah. it was coming. It's great. It's such a great, like, <laughs> this game looks great and it's such a, uh, it's such a directed sequence. All the sequences are like, they, they all look a very certain way, which I can only imagine how much, because Kojima's kind of famous for wanting everything to be perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I imagine it was just like, oh, we've got to draw this again. They're like the angle's slightly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then after this, you, then you get you do start into the final act of this game, which is a lot shorter in Metal Gear fashion. It feels, <laughs> and well, that well, part, yeah, Metal Gear fa- it's Konami fashion because it's it's the point where they say you can't do this anymore. Like this game has to end at some point. They're like, fine, we'll just tell all the story now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like throughout the game, uh, in the chief's office, in the snatcher apartment. Rucker Howard's apartment, you see a map of Moscow. I'm going to look up talk... his name. Right? <laughs> okay. I can't find his uh, name. And they talk about Moscow, and they talk about Russia, and then you also find out earlier in the game, we had not mentioned, Gillian was found near Moscow three years ago, and Moscow is gone. Like, the whole city's been just blown off the face of the map. So this is the only part of the game that bothered me. And the yeah, only like... reason it, the only reason it bothered me is because when you play a Hideo Kojima game that's not Metal Gear, I don't want it to have anything to do with Cold War and Russia and nuclear. I know, but it was such a twist that I was like, no, no, don't do this. No. <laughs> was it <laughs> and I, uh, Ivan Rodriguez? Was that his name? don't remember. I think it was... Okay, the chief was named Benson Cunningham. 
um, which is just a super weird name. Uh, <laughs> Chin Shuo was the hospital director. Napoleon, who we haven't even mentioned yet, is this whole other character. <laughs> I forgot about Napoleon. Um, He's your little informant. Yeah, I think I think Ivan Rodriguez is. I hope I'm getting that right. Is the uh, Rucker Howard dude, and his girlfriend is like Lisa. No, Lisa's the other chick. Um, I like this girlfriend for some reason. Uh, was it the green hair and the horribly mangled face? Oh, yeah. I like the green hair. I wasn't so sure about the horribly mangled face. Oh, uh, I did enjoy that. I I, I have a thing, I guess. <laughs> I have a thing for green hair. I do. I think I do. <laughs> what the hell is this guy's name? I, I guess we'll just keep calling Rucker Howard because I just can't find it. Uh, but I, I did. I mean, so then you finally go, you know, game starts wrapping up. You finally find out that this church looks like Moscow and this and that. And that's where their headquarters were this entire Freddie time. Nielsen. Yeah, that took okay. a long Freddie time. Freddie Nielsen and Lisa Nielsen. Right. And uh, Gillian. OK, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is what I remember. But isn't Gillian his wife and some other scientist dude who we'll talk about in a, a little bit? Aren't they put into capsules and they're actually from the 1940s or 60s? They're from yes. the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah you so they're not... like almost time travelers. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't a fever dream. That actually happened. Okay. Gillian, Jamie. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so that's weird. But that's not even like the weirdest part of it because Harry Benson, the guy you barely know and who like hates everybody, is your son. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You watch him die. Like he dies in your arms, and he's like, like, it's like I guess since I didn't have any parents, I, I just never. And it's a, it's like a good long sequence where you're like, like Metal Gear's like, there's no use calling the like calling an ambulance. He's not gonna make it that long. But there's like five minutes more of him giving you his life story. Like, yeah, Metal Gear. He he pulls like a C three PO. He's like. Oh, his heart rate's now at 50 over whatever. Yeah. Oh, his heart rate's now at whatever over whatever. It's like, okay, I get it. (laughs) He's dying. I get it. Like, blood starts coming out of his mouth really slowly. He's like, "Uh, anyway, (laughs) that's why I don't think I like people all that much. Now let me talk about my parents. It's like, Jesus Christ, like, can I call somebody else to, like, like, can I call a therapist? Like, somebody professional to try and talk to you about this? Anyway, yeah. That's why I like Jean Jacques so much. Yeah. Yeah, we got along. He wasn't a great guy, and I'm not a great guy, but you know, there's something about it. He was just a, a genial fellow. <laughs> it's like, okay, oh. die already. <laughs> Jesus. It was strange. And you're like, and your Very son strange. is Harry Benson. You're like, what the fuck? I never got to do anything for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there are some oh, really... God, Mike. <laughs> yes. I just read Katrina, Jean-Jacques' daughter. Okay, so this is this is a very Resident Evil 4 scenario. In the American version, she's 18. Oh, okay. In the Japanese version, she's 14. Oh, that's oh even worse than I was God. thinking. <laughs> it's, uh, it's even worse. <laughs> oh, Japan. Oh, 80s in Japan. It's not even the You can't even give that excuse because the same fucking thing happens in Resident Evil 4. Where, how old is Ashley in Resident Evil 4, Stefan? I like, have no idea. She's like 15 or 16. Yeah, she's 16, I think. Yeah, and then in the American version, suddenly she's 21. <laughs> like, uh, uh, no, no, she's an adult. She's an adult. <laughs> with ballistics, too. This girl who <laughs> offers to have sex with you later in the game. Yeah, it's, it's good that you do that, because this game goes even further with the shower sequence. Well, 
when we won't well after you get you get into the church and that's when they throw all like as you go through a couple cool shooting scenes which i really like when you shoot all the snatchers and it's like you're in the terminator they're just popping up and you're just gunning them oh, down they're fucking everywhere yeah. Yeah. yeah like you've seen what three up to this point in the game and suddenly there's 50 <laughs> of them on this underground base well you find out like they're all high this is where they've been hiding them all like there's a laser about to come down and blow the hell out of this entire area if you oh, don't yeah. react yeah. fast enough it goes full Resident Evil, where mm-hmm. they're gonna, they're gonna nuke the city unless you can do something to stop it. And it's yeah. like you gotta blow the shit out of this church. It's and yeah, then it's they, and then that's when then that's when they do a big which we have we mentioned most of we broke down most of the story throughout as we've been talking, but they kind of give you all like in in regular Metal Gear or Kojima fashion, you get hit with a half an hour cutscene after mm. you finish the game. Essentially, I mean after you did all the things, there's no more real <laughs> gameplay. Like I have a half an hour cutscene. I'm like, what? It took me two days it's... to finish this. It's so. the most boringest <laughs> shit ever. I'm <laughs> sorry. Who wants to cover the story? I'll do a quick version of it. Okay. So you, I'll do like at least a quick part of the ending. So you find out that you were a scientist. You weren't a junker. No, no, no. no. Jamie oh. was a scientist. You were a CIA agent. Oh, okay. Jamie's scientist. You were a CIA agent. You guys were. And the other guy who was in love with Jamie, who was a scientist. Who was introduced at the of, very end. <laughs> all three of you were put inside this tank. He stayed inside the. He woke up before you guys did. Was gonna wake Jamie up. Decided not to wake Jamie up because she would still love you. So he's like, you know what? You two can sleep forever. Left yeah. you two sleeping, working in a lab in Moscow. Then he has somehow gets the. He takes. He snatches these commandos that come near. Become joins them with the snatchers <laughs> in them. Takes you back. Takes Jamie back and then is trying to get Jamie to help him eventually as she, with it with, with making the skin for the snatchers. Yeah, and also, that's the real his, quick version. Also, something about like his father, like his father's there, but yeah, he's just like being kept alive. He doesn't want like it's it's so weird. His father <laughs> is there and dying. Now, at some point, Jamie just remembers everything for no reason. That's just yeah, like something the, the plot just demands to remember everything. I'm sure if this game was like 100 percent completed, it would be like you'd be picking up pieces and you'd both remember things. Like, and she just, like, something would just click. But no, she just calls you and she's like, out of the blue, she's like, I remember everything. We're <laughs> awful. We, we deserve death. And it's like, then she hangs up. And you're like, wait, what? What the fuck does that mean? Oh, it was so strange. <laughs> Metal Gear. Metal Gear. <laughs> that's, a, that's a story very summed up. Brother. <laughs> All right. Um, um, have, and then they have yeah. a little ending scene. Do you guys want to talk about that before we start wrapping it up? I don't know. Okay, so normally I don't care about spoilers. I, I make a point to say I don't care about spoilers. I don't believe that spoilers should exist. This is a game where I almost think I almost don't want to talk about the ending because it's so funny okay, and we so it. weird. I mean, I mean we can I'm take already... a vote on it. I say no. I say we don't talk about it. Yeah, just yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm I don't cool know. It too. I don't know if that many people are going to like make the effort to play it. You should because the ending is hilarious and amazing. Yeah, but... I mean, if if you if you're curious, there's Google. There's many ways. I'm just going to say the word fusion is a word that you might want to remember. Just watch it. And, honestly, uh, just watch a playthrough of it because yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, it's I know only like it's only like six, four to six hours. Like we said, it's it's shorter than watching a Metal Gear cinematic, <laughs> and it's worth mm-hmm. it. It is well worth taking the oh, time yeah. out. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, like, I asked a bunch of different groups, even two Kojima groups, for questions for this game, and I had no, I got nothing. Um, a lot of people commented, but not a lot of people, I think, have played this game. So if you if you if you like what you're listening to, well, one, we did sum it up most of it very well, but also Ooh. 
take take the time out. If you like these type of games, it is a it's really cool. It's definitely yeah. worth playing. Or what all like Kojima style? Like if you either if you like adventure games or Kojima style at all, then play this game. Either this because it's a great adventure game and it's it's like the most Kojima game ever made. So <laughs> yep, I should have saw that coming. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it to be so Kojima going in. I was like, it's an early game. He made it right after Metal Gear. I was imagining it as like, okay, this is him like trying to do something different, like to see what he what he Not wants really. him to do. Right. But, no, it, it is so Kojima. It's like he knew exactly what kind of games he wanted to make right right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. He did. <laughs> he did well. <laughs> uh, and and he, all... is, he is a terrible sexual deviant, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, and sure, are you guys ready to go to Shelfer Box? I think so. All right. Because it's been an hour and a half. Hour, <laughs> yeah. Close we've to talked hour, about. We've talked about hour and thirteen for the length of a quarter of the game. <laughs> close to it. <laughs> oh, Stefan, since I know you have the the different opinion out of us, why don't you go first? Uh okay. Um, oh, am I gonna be disappointed in you, Stefan? Yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Okay. So this game. Kind of took me by surprise. Um, part of the reason why I picked it is because I made a promise to myself when uh, I got through like my original picks that I would start picking games that I wanted to play that I had never played, but I was always interested in, and this was one of them. And uh, I'm glad I did, but here's the thing. Uh, it's not as cyberpunk as I was hoping it would be which is mainly the reason why I was so interested in it. It's kind of like what we already said. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers or They Live mixed with like, what, Akira and Terminator. It's Blade Runner. Science, science fiction. Blade Runner. It's, it's a science and, uh, fiction game, not a cyberpunk game. Yeah, yeah, and like all those things kind of work for me until it gets to the point where it goes right into Hideo Kojima territory it's about <laughs> Cold War and fucking Russia. And I just kept saying to the screen, I'm like, stop it. Just stop it. As soon as they brought up nukes, they were out. <laughs> yes. And I was, and then from that point on, I was just like, all right, whatever, let's finish this fucker. But um, yeah, all that, all the good things happened up until that point. And I really liked it up until that point. But as soon as it got there, I was just like, I don't want to play this anymore. I, <laughs> I don't want this to be Metal Gear. But um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm really on the fence about this. But I'm going to say it's leaning <laughs> off the shelf. It <laughs> might fall in the box. It's leaning right now. Um, you won't kick it down the stairs or anything. So. Yeah, uh, it's a good game and it's it's fun. It's it's very interactive. I mean, there's creepy ass moments that I loved with the Snatchers. Yeah. So I don't know. The art style is awesome. The music is phenomenal. Like there's a vinyl Snatcher and I plan to buy that. It's it's so good. And there's a lot of funny moments. So it's on the shelf, but it's leaning. <laughs> If Kojima released a strictly cyberpunk game, would you would you be interested in that? I would be on board, hundred <laughs> percent. As we don't really know what Death Stranding is going to be, still, I mean, it looks it looks like a game. If that baby turns out to be a nuclear warhead, I'm going to be pissed. It's going to be. It's going to be a nuke. No, it's not even going to be a nuke. It's going to be Norman Reedus's clone brother. Is what it's going to be. It's gonna be his clone brother, and it's gonna grow up to be a full adult in in like the span of an hour. I'm calling it right now. 
At some point, he's going to pull that baby out of that tube, and the next thing is going to be that baby as a naked adult walking around just going, Hello, brother. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably right, unfortunately. More. (laughs) Worse changed. (laughs) uh, Stuart, do you want to go next? Sure. Um, I this is going to be a, a hard shelving for me, which sounds dirty, but yes, it does. <laughs> it's a hundred percent going on my shelf. It, this again, like Stefan, I had no idea what to expect going into this. Mm-hmm. I never played it before. I think I had only like vaguely seen or read the title probably in the past. Like never really, never really looked into what it was, but I don't know. So, like the writing was like perfect classic anime writing where it was like a little goofy, a little cheesy, but it was still like, it was like in a really fun way. And it would cut like do hard cuts to really serious tones, like like paranoia and death and macabre. And I was like, that was a sudden shift in the and Again, a four hour game that happens multiple times. You shift from like really happy to really dark to really happy to really dark. And it's hard to do that. And just like all the, all the cinematic influence in this game is crazy to me. Like Blade Runner, Terminator, They Live, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There's Akira in there. There's a bunch of like classic anime feel to this. Um, I read at some point that uh, they were, when they were making this game, they rather than make it like a game, they were making it like a movie or like an anime, which it really stands out that way. And I think, yeah, I just like something about that. That feeling, that like classic 80s, like the cyberpunk music with like the science fiction story really worked for me. So this is definitely going on my shelf. I love this game now. <laughs> and it's weird. All right. Yes, weird. His favorite. Weird is weird is good. Weird is always good. Next week it will be weird too, so. <laughs> We're going to play like <laughs> a Call of Duty or something. I'm just going to be so bored. <laughs> Go for like these colorful, wacky stories to Call of Duty. It's and the way that we pick stuff and what's currently on our lineup, yeah, I don't think you got to worry about that. We tend to go strange. We're not going to do anything real normal. There will be a point. I'm telling you right now, there'll be a point where we play a game. And I'm just going to be like, ah, it's going in my box. It's too grounded. <laughs> this, game's, this game's too based on reality. <laughs> I'm not really into it. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Um, I think it's obvious I'm, I'm putting this game on the shelf. For sure, because I was when I went into this, I wasn't expecting anything. I, I heard about it. I knew it existed. I always had an interest. I started playing. I wasn't so sure about it. But somehow, as we were playing it, the story really just grabbed me. And I didn't want to put it down. I remember sitting at work. And I don't really want to go home and finish Snatcher. I just wanted to keep playing. And it was and that when a game does that to me, when I'm just having so much fun, that that that's that's a really nice feeling. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen every game on the show. There's some games on the show I'm, I'm not I'm not thrilled to be playing. But this one, this was a great surprise because I never I never would have touched this game wasn't for this podcast and Stefan picking it for the show. Never would have done it in a million years. And, I, and I anyone out there listening, the... yes, go ahead, finish. Okay, anyone out there <laughs> listening, definitely play this. I mean, Google it. Find a way if you like Kojima games, you like Metal Gear. Find, take the time out and play through this quickly. It's it's worth it. It's worth your time. All right. I don't know. I was trying to I find out. The first, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think this is the first game I've picked that Mike likes, by the way. <laughs> and you didn't like it, which is even funnier. <laughs> That's true. I was trying to figure out where the name Metal Gear came from. Like, I was trying to look up old interviews with Kojima to figure out if he ever said, like, what Metal Gear means. Because you have, like, Metal Gear came out in 87, and then this game came out in 88, and the main partner in the game is called a Metal Gear. <laughs> It's like, what is what is his obsession with the term Metal Gear? Like, what, what when he thought of that, he's like, this is the coolest shit ever. 
And by the way, you are right, Stefan. This is the first game that I really liked on all the ones you picked. I just went through the list real fast. I mean, Silent Hill I like, but yeah, you're right. I did not enjoy most (laughs) of your picks. That makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah, that's usually a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The the trick is, if Stefan picks a game and Mike is going to hate it, I'm going to love it. (laughs) That's usually true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and before we introduce next week's game, Stefan, do you have any prepared C facts for us? Oh God, I, I wasn't it. kidding. You brought it up, so and, I figured uh, I it's on you this go week. Ahead. Go ahead and uh, plug while I get this fact. Okay, I'll bring up what we're talking about next week. Next week, this is actually DJ's pick. This is one of the picks that after DJ did leave the show back in episode 15, that we actually did leave it because we have a, a special guest that will be on next week's episode. Uh, uh, his name is Rick. He's from classic gamers guild podcast, which I'm sure some of you listeners are, are fans of that podcast also. And he's going to be on the show next week as we play space quest five for PC, a point and click adventure Sierra game, but I have never played any Sierra game before. So it's been very interesting. Two adventure games. Yes. In yeah, it, it, I didn't know that's what it was, or I wouldn't have put them next to each other. I don't think any of us knew that this was an adventure game going in. So I, I, I was just like, doo, 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 just putting stuff around based on hours and things. I saw, and, I saw Kojima and Konami, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It'll be like, it'll be like Metal Gear. It'll be like Metal Gear 1. Far from what I expected. <laughs> wasn't expecting text adventure. This is yeah. what I got. And Stefan, did you pick out anything? Or you... So, well, fact of the day well 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 what do we have here i'll see you in shell you son of a beach in all for all intents and purposes Stefan. <laughs> all that <laughs> i like how I saying know. the title of it always throws people off so much that they forget the fact <laughs> uh that was a whale of a good time um some species some species of whales are among the largest lived mammals scientists estimate bowhead whales a baleen whale found in the Arctic can live for more than 200 years. And killer whales, a tooth whale found in various habitats worldwide, can live for more than 100 years. I think oh. a couple of weeks ago we said that uh, jellyfish and lobsters can be immortal. So, you know, that's cool. <laughs> 200 oh, years is yes. pretty good, but whatever. It's no lobster. And quick disclaimer, back on last week's episode, we did mention how we were going to have a guest for this episode. I want to say I didn't cut that out part. Uh, we actually oh. had almost had three different guests for this episode, and due to scheduling conflicts, all three people that I went run down the line weren't <laughs> yeah. able to make it for this episode. So I was like, so we did try. We found I found two people who loved this game, but one guy, both of them had to work, and it wasn't so. <laughs> this conflict. is the scheduling difficulties podcast. Oh God, Ooh. it was. I mean, and the funny thing is, while we were recording, the guy had just gotten back to me like maybe ten minutes ago. You know, we already been recording for over an hour at this point, hour and a half. So it was just lots of issues. So we we will be having, and next week we should have a guest for you guys again as normal. <laughs> yeah, so, don't invite guests no when you're drunk. drunk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like since you brought up that joke. Okay, so the guy, the guy we first had on this Snatcher episode, if you're still listening, Cody. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, I had been, I'd asked on, on our group for, for people to join our show and some guests. And this guy, and this gentleman had commented and, and this guy, was like, you, this should, guy. you should be on this show. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, you should be on the Snatcher episode. And so I, I go and finalize it. And later on, I forget. Stefan, Stefan, like, what are you talking about, man? I'm like, what well, you did this? He's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, you were. Like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, yes, you did. He's like, oh, I don't. I was drunk. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I sent him a screenshot of it later. But so that's what happened. I when you're on Facebook. So. 
I got the notification <laughs> later and I was like, oh my God, I did invite him on the show. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Maybe we, all right. So yeah, just get Stefan drunk. Maybe we can get Patton Oswald. <laughs> get <laughs> Stefan drunk, throw him on Twitter. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what if happens. I, if I even remember that I invited him. <laughs> Gonna show up next week and be like, all right, joining us on next week's episode is Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think it's time for plugs as always please follow us on facebook and instagram there will be a link to the facebook page in the show notes for this episode there will not be a link for other things that we talked about in this episode um we also are our there will be a link for our opening our opening is from bulby aka mike stoney from his ep bite the bullet cool kid squad so please take a listen to his music over on youtube i don't think i have anything else to say you guys have anything to say uh nope I started drawing a blank and I'm like, what? What am I doing? Here? Aside from just the ever the ever going announcement that we are working on other stuff too. Oh wait, we're we working should on say, shirts. Um, maybe we should say we just recorded another movie uh episode yes. which is coming out soon. Which you will be listening a few days after this. We released a special with the Trash Talk podcast guys. Austin, who was on this show on the Spider Man episode a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, we were we, we literally recorded that yesterday. Yeah. We were like, is wow. there anything else we should talk about? <laughs> I don't think we did anything else cool recently. <laughs> <laughs> no memory of this place so there will be another special for you guys to listen to uh to look forward to so stay tuned for that and we will be back to you next week so everyone have a wonderful night bye everybody bye, -bye. let's end this episode so i can turn my head back on yeah. <laughs>